Blog Talk Radio. Another day, another chance. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Healy, the editor-in-chief of the Wave newspaper, Rockaway's newspaper since 1893. Joining us in another chapter of our series uh, interviewing the candidates for Queens District Attorney is Queensborough President Melinda Katz. So welcome to the program, Melinda. Thank you, Mark. Always good to be here. Okay, so let's get right to it. Um, the, the main criticism I've heard from not just your candidacy, not just your campaign, but uh, others as well who are in the race that have never uh, prosecuted a case or served as a prosecutor. Mm -hmm. Some people have said that how can, you know, uh, anyone who's never prosecuted a case uh, become the Queens District Attorney? How would you answer that? You know, I would answer it that if you look at this through the lens of simply a prosecutor, any prosecutor is going to tell you that you have to be one in order to do this job. But from my perspective, the job of the prosecutor is getting justice for victims and making sure that when um, we think of our families going to school and our seniors and our homes and the communities that we've built, that we have someone as a district attorney that wants to protect that. And you can have justice for victims while you have a fair process of prosecution. And I think that's really hard, important to remember. On day one, on January 1st, the district attorney of the borough of Queens needs to have relationships in every diverse area of the borough of Queens, has to have experience and diversion of violence intervention to make sure that there's already relationships in the communities, especially with our younger people who have choices and paths to make. We need to make sure that we show them that there are different paths. You need to have a trained attorney, as I am, several years in private practice, including courtroom experience. Um, but the justice and fairness and safety in our streets I think it's dependent on two things. It's dependent on a very fair courtroom experience, getting justice for victims in that. But it also is dependent upon us making sure that people never end up in the courtroom. And we've been doing that as borough president. We've done violence intervention programs. We've done uh, DA um, warrant forgiveness programs. We have done um, a lot of work on making gun violence a public health issue. Um, we are working uh, in the communities to steal convictions for people who have convictions over 10 years old, while at the same time to make sure that we are working with domestic violence victims and prosecutions and sexual abuse of children and making sure that we actually work to make sure that our streets are safer. But you do that in two ways. And so I would say 
that if someone's looking solely for a prosecutor who is going to judge their success on putting people in jail, I am not the person. Okay. <laughs> um, full disclosure, you know, uh, we've worked with your office many times, worked with you personally, so we're fans. We've always been fans uh, because you're accessible. And, you know, when we ask tough questions, you, you answer them, just like you just answered that one. Um, and, and you're also very popular in Rockaway. People feel like they have an ally uh, on any given issue uh, when they contact Melinda Katz because they know that, uh, A, that you're going to get back to them. They know that you're not a, uh, someone who doesn't get it. You know, you, you, you're always so, you always get the biggest hand at the, at the Queens County Parade. You always get a great hand at the beach opening. Um, so, so, let's just, I, I need to just throw that out there so if people think that, you know, if they can hear the warmth in my voice, they know why. Um, but that's, but that's, you know, that's aside from the fact that, you know, um, it is a complicated, it is a complicated job. You know, there, there are, there are a couple of sides to it, right? There, there is the, you have the first responder uh, attitude of people who want uh, people put away if they're breaking the law, but then you also have the need for reform, right? You need, you need to, there's obviously things in the system that are broken. So how would you, how would you try to solve that, what, what some people call a divide between those two sides? So I would say they're not really two sides. So let me put something right out there on the table. This is not a popularity contest. And as much as I value and appreciate my relationship with those on the rock um, and the work we've done together on the beach closings, on getting the Army Corps of Engineers to come in and open up the beaches again, on fighting, uh, getting rid of the ferry, and then getting the ferry and fighting for bigger boats, and all of the things that we've rebuilt. I understand that, and I value the relationship I've built um, with everyone on the rock, but that's not what this is about. This is a very serious job. I have two children right now that I am raising in the New York City public school system. They are 10 and they are 8, and God willing, they get the chance to raise their children right here in the borough of Queens. As everybody knows, I'm a Queens girl at heart. I was born and bred here, and I want that to continue. I care about how safe bur the borough is. I care that they are safe going to school. I care that my friends are able to walk the streets at night and really have a great environment. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a fair system in place. And right now, that system in Queens is not a fair system. Right now, people are sitting in jails for $500 bail because they can't afford to pay it, while other people who have committed crimes <coughs> that they are alleged to co have committed have a million dollars in bail, and they're paying that bail they're getting a $100,000 bond. They are home with their children for dinner at night. And in the morning, they're walking their kids to school, while others who simply can't afford bail, who have never been tried, are sitting in jail. The other side of it is, you know, you have to balance the fact that while we want to make sure that we have fairness in our court system, one of my goals is to continue the work I've done with a lot of the groups around the borough to keep people out of the court system. A lot of folks that are in the system need me mental health services. A lot of them need drug abuse services. Some of them are homeless and cannot find places to live. Folks are getting out of the prison system that can't find second chance employment. All of these work together as you work um, to make sure that Queens is a safer place to be. The problem we have right now 
is that our system doesn't account for the fact that if you're a really good district attorney, then you can have fairness in the courtroom and keep folks out of the courtroom. So I think the change is going to be a great thing for this borough, and I think that people need to have the faith. And why do I think that matters, all the relationships I have, even though I say that it's not a popularity contest, and by the way, I wholeheartedly believe that, the DA is all about trust, and the DA is all about faith. You can say anything you want during a campaign. You can say, I'm going to be open, I'm going to always answer your call, I'm going to listen and respond to the community. You can only tell what someone's going to do by the experience you've had with them. And that's in any job, right? If I'm a school teacher or I'm, you know, you know what, uh, how, how people view that person from last year's class, right? Um, as the borough president, I have forged very, very strong relationships because from the day I got elected, my office has been responsive, I have been responsive. And I will continue that as the district attorney. There's no reason I wouldn't. But you don't know that until you have experience with someone. So the popularity is great, but the district attorney's office is a serious job for very serious people. So let's say um, Melinda Katz gets elected. She's the new Queens district attorney. Um, I, I do think that um, one thing we've always noticed is that, at least in the Queensboro president's office, is you've surrounded yourself with some really good people. You know, people that, of course, we know, all know Dan Brown. He works for, you know, works very hard for the Rockaway community. Uh, you know, Sharon Lee is fantastic. And some of the other folks that, you know, that you've had in your office, you seem to be able to really be able to pick a good team. So, in that, in that vein, how would you go about assessing what's already in the district attorney's office uh, and, and figuring out, again, this goes back to experience, how would you build a team of really effective ADAs uh, as you, if you, when you're elected? How would you go about that, that process? I was very honored when I became the borough president that there was this great cause, right? We wanted to make sure the Queens got on the map, right? We wanted to make sure that we had fairness and equity for the Rockaways, which they were not receiving, that Jamaica was going to get economic development, that Long Island City as it grew was going to continue to be um, a neighborhood, even though a lot of buildings are going up. And so I value the fact that so many people from around the borough and around the city, honestly, uh, wanted to be part of that growing um, you know, thing that was going on in our office. What I did is on the, a few weeks before January 1st, I re-interviewed every single person that works for me. So anyone that wasn't a civil servant, who there are legal ramifications on that. Um, everybody that wasn't a civil servant came in, sat with me at the table, one-on-one. -on -one. I spoke to them. I learned about them. I assessed them. I made sure they understood my programs and policies, made sure they understood that I work 24-7. I expect everyone else to do the same. Um, and we built our office from there. But because we had such a great program going and policy going, people wanted to come on board. So in the DA's office, the district attorney's office, first of all, has to reflect the surrounding borough. We are a borough of 190 countries and 200 languages. That um, office has to reflect that. And I don't just mean like the ADAs that are in the courtroom. I mean their bureau chiefs. I mean their investigators. I mean the ADA's executive assistants. All of that has to reflect the diversity of the borough. So I would expect that anyone 
um, when I come in, knows that they will be re-interviewed um, and that I will diversify the office. But I will also do outreach to the local colleges, uh, the local law schools, um, with colleges also for powers and for um, staff in there for community outreach. Um, and we're going to have to restructure the office quite a bit. Right? There's a few things that I would like to restructure. I'd like to have a separate gang unit. Um, right now, the gang unit uh, is a bureau with hate crimes. I think they're very different crimes, and I think they need very different investigators and very different ADA experiences. So I would divide that uh, Bureau of Gangs and Bureau of Hate Crimes. Um, I would also make sure that there was an immigration unit that worked in coordination with all of the other units in the office to make sure like domestic violence and workplace discrimination is accounted for and make sure that we have neutral um, uh, deportation pleas. Um, so there's a lot of changes I'd like to make um, and that I will make on January 1st and the office needs to reflect that. One more example, my office is going to have a lot of community outreach because at the same time we're in court, we're going to be doing intervention. Intervention in the high schools, intervention in junior high schools, work with the community groups like 696 Build and RockSafe and um, Life Camp and transitional services from throughout the borough. And so we're going to have to build a unit for that as well. And so I'm excited by the great changes that are about to come. It's a whole new win that's going to come at the DA's office, and I'm excited to leave that. When I, when I think about... Um, you know, I always go back to, and, and this maybe it's because I have a, a background in, in acting, or maybe it's because uh, I'm a simpleton. But I'm always thinking about when I hear about district attorney. I go back to you know some of the some of the great uh, TV shows that we've had in the past, or I think about what we've done with you know the show Law and Order, and it's like the district attorneys that prosecute the crimes. So I think people, and and you know you can people will like kind of scoff at that and say, you know, um, you know, isn't that a little simplistic? But really, um, that's how the majority of people kind of think when they envision, you know, Law and Order was around, has been around for 20 years as, as a TV show. So it's kind of been ingrained in popular culture, right? So um, can Melinda Katz be as tough on crime as she is tough on the... You know, uh, you know the intricacies of working. You, you know, you've been been in the city council. You've worked, and you know, with the mayor, against the mayor. You know, for the people. Can you be tough on crime too? And can Melinda Katz be that person? Well, we say in my office, never mistake kindness for weakness. Um, so I think that that's an important distinction to make. Uh, number one, number two, tough on crime comes in a lot of different ways, right? Tough on crime is not only prosecuting in a very fair trial, which is hand, not having cash bail, handing over all the evidence to the defendant, because I know that I am a good enough attorney that I can build a case with the defendant actually knowing the evidence that I have against them. And it's not fair otherwise. They can't plea bargain and know exactly what the risk is with that plea bargain. I know that I can um, be a good district attorney while doing a conviction integrity unit for those that are in jail already and have motions to vacate and they want to make those motions and I can use my, the resources of my office to make sure that their conviction was right. So I think tough on crime comes in a lot of different ways. I think fair trials is tough on crime, but I also think being able to be the leader that I've been as the borough president and be able to lead a 530 person office and a $70 million budget or $63 million budget now comes with experience. 
The same way that I revamped the Queensboro President's Office, I can do that with the District Attorney's Office. But I believe tough on crime means that I'm going into, the, I'm doing the hard work, the really hard work. I'm going into the junior high schools and the high schools. I'm bringing back people that were in prison to show that there are other paths and other choices that they can make. They don't have to pick up a gun and join a gang. They can be just as safe without picking up a gun because I am going to help build that infrastructure around the schools and around the housing uh, developments to make sure that they know that there's other choices. We will do uh, heroin overdose clinics for those that uh, end up in a hospital with a heroin overdose. They do it in Long Island. Madeline sang us um, funds and heroin overdose clinic with the forfeiture funds that comes in. We need opiate abuse programs. We need to make sure that we have gun buybacks. We need to have a mechanism in place so that when a grandmother finds a grandson's gun that she can turn it in in safety and have a mechanism by which that is done where people will want to do it and then people will actually be part of the solution. But you want to talk about tough on crime Gun violence and violence in general is a public health issue. And it has worked for Eric Gonzalez in Brooklyn. It has worked with a lot of the other ADAs in, uh, or DAs in the United States. Uh, and I'm anxious to do that because I think we need to lower recidivism. We need to give different paths to people. And in general then, want to talk tough on crime? That's going to make the borough a much safer place to be. When you talk about um, you know, one of the things that I always think that a district attorney should have, and that, again, I'm not an expert, uh, I'm just talking as someone who deals with, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, I deal with both precincts. I deal with the 101st, I deal with the 100 precinct, I deal with the commanders, I deal with the community affairs officers, and I say for the most part, probably for the majority, uh, all of those officers, uh, regardless of their rank, uh, understand uh, the changing and the, the way that the, you know the the neighborhood coordination officers that that community how important community policing has been mm. it's been huge it's been you know the, one of the reasons they did it in Rockaway because I, I I think that they they saw the potential for it being able to work here uh, I think it has worked here for the most part um, how would you define uh, your interaction because I know you do I know you do work with both precincts and all the other precincts in Queens. Uh, I know you know uh, the Queen South Borough Commander uh, Barrer, uh, who's always been a friend of, of this, this, this newspaper. How would you define your relationship with, with the police department uh, as a whole, and how would you work as, as Queen's DA to strengthen it so that um, you guys, you, all of you were on the same page? I think our relationship with the police department has been what it has been with other groups as well. Whenever there's an issue that comes up in the 100th Precinct or 101st Precinct or anywhere in the Borough of Queens that the police are involved with and then there's community groups involved with, we put everyone at the table and we try to resolve the issue. I'm not one for standing up to do a press conference every single time we effectively deal with something. Um, and I think that that's how I got here today because people know that about me and they know that I'm not just going to do things just for um, to stand up and, and, and get press on it. Um, and the same relationship has built with the police department where we work with each other on community issues. The NCO program I thought was a very valuable addition to the police department. Um, when I ran for borough president six years ago, I was a huge advocate of actually walking the beat, right? And having cops out of the car, walking the beat, finding out that Mrs. Fox's son, who's 18 years old, always goes to the store at night for his mother to get milk. 
uh, and the relationships grow from there. Um, and our police precinct councils have been amazing at developing relationships. But there's no doubt that the relationship between the DA's offices and the police department um, are in simpatico at times. I don't think they should be held to a higher standard of uh, justice. And I think that, you know, the police, just like anybody else, we need to have um, a mechanism in place where uh, they are held to the same standards as everyone else. Um, I think it was a smart move with the AG uh, when there was a police shooting to bring the AG in to see whether, to determine whether or not a special prosecutor should be called in for that. Um, because I do think the relationships are sometimes there. So I think that that's an important piece of what we're doing. But there should be justice, you know, for everyone at all times. Um, and that includes all the city services and, and everyone that we're talking about. So at the end of the day, when people say, uh, why should I vote for Melinda Katz, <coughs> how would you summarize that? The interesting thing about this DA's race um, is that I believe the issues are spoken about too simplistically. The criminal justice system is a complicated place, and fairness and equity and justice are complicated issues. The district attorney that Queens chooses next after 28 years, and by the way, DA Brown, after 28 years, I think I can say, uh, has also was never a prosecutor, um, and he's managed to keep the position for 28 years anyway. Um, but put that aside, uh, it is a complicated race. To view it as simplistic, I think, is a big mistake, which is why you need a district attorney that people know, that they trust, and that with all of the discretion that the DAs are able to institute here in uh, the state of New York, that you have faith in that person. You know, we started this interview with you're popular, and, or people know you, I guess, right? Um, and I think that's important. I don't think that's why they should vote for me. The reason they should vote for me is because on day one, the district attorney can determine whether or not there's cash bail. On day one, <coughs> the DA will determine whether or not this is discovery reform. On day one, uh, the forfeiture money, and there's about 110 to $130 million in the forfeiture money, <coughs> the DA will determine whether that's after school programs, heroin overdose clinics, whether we're investing in our junior high and high schools, to have um, people who have made it out of the system come back and show examples of different paths and different choices. And last but not least, I'm a district attorney who believes in justice for victims, but also justice for defendants. And I'm a good enough attorney to know that you can have both. One does not preclude each or the other. Just because you have justice for defendants and there's a fairness in a trial and discovery is turned over doesn't mean you can't get a conviction where one is due. And I think that's an important part to make uh, point to make. You know, Mark, my um, I don't talk about it a lot, um, but my mother was killed um, by a drunk driver 50 years ago. And you know, over the years, I've evolved in my positions and evolved as a person, evolved as an attorney, um, and I've evolved as an elected official. Um, so, my point to that is, after 50 years and at 53 years old now, um, I can honestly say, you know, I believed at the time that justice could have been better for, my, for me and for my family. Our lives were changed because of the path a young man, a 17-year-old took, who chose to steal liquor from his father, who chose to steal the father's car, and who chose to drive down that street in Chester, New York, uh, and kill my mother. And at the time, you know, I was three years old, 
But I hear heartbreaking stories of victims who need and want justice, and I get that. Um, and there's no reason you can't have both in the system. Um, but I do think that while we're looking to make our streets safer, and as you say, can you be tough on crime, it's important to note that if we really want to lower the numbers of crime in the borough, we need to get to our young people earlier, teach them better paths, teach them better choices, and use the resources and the effectiveness of the district attorney's office to do that. Well, look, uh, I, I really want to thank you for spending the time with us today and uh, allowing people to get to know this, this uh, you know, complete picture of you. And uh, folks, uh, you know, we're going to continue this series. We're still uh, setting up uh, interviews with the other candidates. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can read about this in uh, Friday's uh, edition of The Wave. Uh, thanks again for riding the wave, Melinda, and everybody out there. And uh, you have a great day. Thank you very much for having me.